please welcome the Mayor of Milwaukee, Mayor Tom Barrett. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Mayor. What I see in my daily life is the slow motion mass murders that occur in our community that don't get the headlines that we saw over the weekend. But it's the headlines that we saw over the weekend that I believe ultimately may galvanize this community, this state, this nation to take the steps that are necessary to reduce the violence in our country. And I say reduce the violence because I'm not so naive to think that we're ever going to end violence in its totality. But there are things that we can do. And I think it begins at the top. We can end the divisive rhetoric that intends to divide this nation, that pits nationality against nationality, and gives those deranged individuals the perception that it's all right to take these violent steps. That has to come from the top. That has to come from the top. There has to be moral leadership in this nation. I was pleased today to see Governor Evers provide moral leadership in our state by asking the legislature to act to have background checks for gun purchases. That's an important step that we have to take. Well, Daryl said, where do we see the good? I see the good right here. I see the good in this community when people are willing to come out on short notice to say, now is the time to act. Because we are Dayton, we are Gilroy, we are El Paso, we are Oak Creek, we are Milwaukee, and we care. But we have to hold our leaders accountable. I know what the script is. The script is those who are opposed to change will say that my prayers are with you. And our prayers are with those families. And they should be with those families. But we know that the, the script is that the gun manufacturers and the NRA believe that within two weeks, everyone will go back to their ordinary lives and forget this. We can't allow that to happen. We can't allow that to happen. And that will change when the good people are saying enough is enough. So please, we are here tonight in sorrow. We are here tonight in prayer, and we should be. But it's the actions that we take after this that is gonna to lead to substantive change, both in Washington and throughout the communities of this country. God bless El Paso, God bless Dayton, God bless Oak Creek, Gilroy, God bless Milwaukee, and God bless America. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Mark, for those very important and deliberate words. Um, greatly appreciated. Um, the mayor just touched on a real important part. This can't just end here. So all of you here today, please feel free at some point during this evening to go to www.forwardlatino.org. Click Take Action. And then click on Gilroy, El Paso, Oak Creek, and Dayton. You'll have an opportunity there to sign a petition that calls for the, every member of the U.S. Congress to issue a statement condemning hate speech, condemning white supremacy, and demanding change in our, in our gun laws. You will then automatically be enrolled to receive invitations to our upcoming advocacy days here in Madison as well in Washington, D.C. So once again, www.forwardlatino.org, click Take Action. Our next speaker representing uh, Governor Tony Ebers is Dr. Aurora. Thank you, thank you, thank oh, you very much. My heart goes out to the families who lost their loved ones. We strongly believe that we strongly believe 
that we are children of one God. We can never go wrong. We can have different color skins. We come from different areas, but we are children of one God. And it's our prayer that God, please, please give us peace. Enough is enough. But we have seen too many of these type of incidents, and we can't handle it. Our heart cannot take it anymore. God, please, with our prayers, our requests, our humble request, please give us a peace. Give us a peace. Thank you. So I'm going to say a few names of the fact people who lost their lives, and I, I will pray for their. Uh, I pray for their families for their peace of mind. We are Gilroy, Gilroy deceased, Stephen Romero, Stephen Romero, Kayla Salazar, age 13, Trevor Irby, age 20, and 12 wounded. So our prayers are with them. Thank you. May God bless you all in this life. Thank you so much. A representative from the Sikh Temple, forgive me, there was a, a little change here to the lineup. I do want to acknowledge Dr. Hendricks, though, here from uh, Governor Tony Evie's office, so thank you very much. And thank you. Um, I spoke with the Governor. He his good wishes. Okay. Um, the next gentleman I would like to introduce is somebody who, quite honestly, I knew his name and didn't know that well until right here in our own community we realized an act of hate. When an individual took the life of Jesus Manzo Perez, an American citizen, a Puerto Rican, who was speaking Spanish to his son, and two Hmong refugees living here for being different. I worked with his office. We have received justice. Please, um, a very warm welcome for our district attorney, District Attorney John Chisholm. Thank you, Daryl, and thank everybody that is here tonight. Um, you're the ones that that have kept the momentum going uh, after every tragedy that has occurred. Uh, we've gone through the same cycle to the point that I don't even know what to say at some point in time. I, I don't have any great words of wisdom other than we know something is desperately wrong. Something is desperately wrong and it has to change. And the only way it's going to change is when people of faith and people of goodwill are willing to come together like this in the midst of tragedy and make the commitment to making that change a reality. Um, that's why I'm here today. Um, I will continue to do everything in my power um, to do what I'm obligated to do, which is try to keep you safe, but keep, keep you safe in a way that respects your dignity and your liberty. And that's the challenge all of us face. Uh, we can only do that by recognizing the humanity in each and every one of us and being committed to uplifting that and preserving that. Um, thank you. And, and let us just keep the faith and keep working to make this a safer, a more just, and a more humane society, community, and Milwaukee. Thank you. I know we look at the recent tragedies, but hate knows no color. It doesn't focus on just one religion. It's something that impacts all of us. Um, and ultimately will, if allowed, um, have dire consequences for our nation. So I want to um, thank this next organization who reached out to us immediately and said they wanted to be a part. Please welcome Ahmed Qureshi, past president, Islamic Society of Milwaukee. You know, I was talking with some of the speakers up here beforehand and there is an element perhaps of fatigue, not again, of sorrow, not again, of anger, not again. And I draw hope from a crowd like this that comes out uh, on a Monday evening in Milwaukee 
And we all pray and we all mourn for those souls who lost their lives in Gilroy, in El Paso, in Dayton. And we also pray for the wounded and those who are fighting for their lives right now. And we also express our gratitude to the first responders, the law enforcement that came so quickly and prevented many, many more deaths at those, at those places. But the truth is every community, every generation has its challenges and this is a challenge that we must face in our community. We live in perhaps the wealthiest, most powerful country that has ever existed on the face of this planet, but we, we have our own challenges as well. And one of the challenges, certainly, it's been a stain on this country and before this nation was even a country, and that's racism and hatred and xenophobia and we have modern forms of that as well we have anti-semitism we have islamophobia and it is necessary for people of goodwill to stand up and speak out and say we stand firm against hatred and violence this is not who we are we are brothers and sisters in humanity and we stand together, we stand for the dignity of the human being, dignity, equality, and the value of every human life. And so we pray that God grant us the ability to see the truth and to follow the truth and to see what is false and give us the strength to avoid that and to protect us from that. And we also pray that God grant us the ability to see the beauty of all of our colors together and that we are stronger and that we are better for all of the colors that we represent and that our different nations and tribes, religions and ways of life not be used to divide us, but that instead we draw source uh, we draw strength from those sources and that we compete in the doing of good and for the benefit of all of mankind. God Almighty, I pray for the victims, their families, our community, and for our nation. God bless you. When, uh, when we had the tragedy of Gilroy, I'll never forget hearing that that was the 249th mass shooting of 2019 alone. And that's when you def define a mass shooting as an event where there are four or more people shot, 249. Um, our next speaker is someone I've worked with um, once again on issues of gun control and reform, common sense reform. Uh, he was one of the first people to sign up when we started an organization called the Community Coalition for Quality Policing, CC4QP, uh, a true champion and spiritual leader. Please put your hands together for um, Bishop Stephen Miller from the Episcopal Diocese of Milwaukee. It is an honor and a sadness to be with you tonight that we have to be here. I represent a group of people who are committed to living out their promise to respect the dignity of every human being. And I also stand before you tonight as one of the founders of a group called Bishops United Against Gun Violence. So after you go to Daryl's webpage, go to our webpage, Bishops Against Gun Violence, or like us on Facebook, Episcopalians Against Gun Violence. Because friends, tonight is a night for action. It is a call to make a difference. Today I wrote my diocese asking them to ask their legislatures, both state and federal, to continue the work and to make sure that we have universal background checks 
that we close the gun hole, the gun show loophole, that c cities are required to employ safe gun technology because when the principal buyers of weaponry ask for that technology, it will become more available. I also want to make you aware of something that I, that some, some of you will be asking, what can you do to fulfill that prayer of Blessed Francis to be an instrument of God's peace? And one thing you can do is to work with your bank account. I want to direct you to another website. I'm the web guy today. I didn't know I was so geeky. It's called Guns Down America, and the site is Your Bank Loaded. And there, the different financial institutions of our nations are rated by how much money they invest in gun manufacturers. And you can make a decision, as I am inviting people of my diocese to make a decision, and maybe you can invite the mayor of the city of Milwaukee to make a decision, not to bank with those who's, who are invested in weapons of death. Just as we turn things around in apartheid by not investing in South Africa so we can turn things around today, it's something that you can do with your bank account, large or small, to say, I ain't banking with you no more unless you make a change. That's the kind of difference we made in Sherman Park with Common Ground, and that's the kind of difference we can make today. So my invitation to you tonight is to be an instrument of peace by doing something to let others know that we are not going to participate in hatred and violence anymore. God bless you. God bless us all. Thank you very much for all of the effort you're putting in. The website? The website is, is Guns Down America. Guns Down America. And the program is called, Is Your Bank Loaded? Um, boy, our, our next speaker, um, I see at all of our immigration events, uh, a true champion of human dignity. And human dignity crosses so many levels, from making sure that families are allowed to stay together, not putting children in cages, giving shelter to those fleeing violence and who are hungry. So please uh, welcome Reverend Jennifer Nordstrom from Unitarian Intervalist Congregations. I'm from the First Unitarian Society of Milwaukee and in my faith tradition, we believe that every human being is inherently worthy and dignified. And we also believe that we're all connected in an interdependent web of all that is. And in this connection, when we are ripped apart by violence, our souls weep, we lament, we cry out to whatever we believe is holy. And in this moment of weeping and lamenting and crying out, I would invite you to pray with me in whatever way that you do. Spirit of life and love, that which is sacred within, among and beyond us, great mystery of many names and beyond all naming, dear God, Come in. Come in and be with us here as we gather tonight to grieve, to lament, and to rage, and to weep. Be with us as we wonder what is it can we do this time, this time yet again, comfort us and turn us towards one another, turn us towards love, turn us to that deep whispering call of our own hearts, turn us to you, and let us remember 
Remember the lives of those whose names we speak tonight. The names that we are reading, whose lives lit this earth with love and joy and laughter until just this week. And as we remember them, let their love, every measure of the love that they poured out onto this earth, all the moments that they were upon it, let their love move through us now, through our hands, through our rising voices crying out for a change, through our beating hearts that still open with hope that we can turn this around, my people. We can be part of the change of all of the different actions that the folks up here on the stage are calling for. Let us be the voices and the beating hearts and the hands of those whose lives were lost. Turn us towards each other and towards love and towards you and away from hate, away from violence. Turn us away from the sin, from the awfulness, from the horror of white supremacy, from the horror of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia and homophobia, from the horror of racism and xenophobia and hatred of other human beings. Let us be instruments of love on this earth and let us begin today. May it be so, and amen. Thank you so much. I'd now like to invite uh, fellow students from Lulac, Wisconsin, and Heidi up here from Wisconsin Anti-Violence Effort. They, um, they're going to read uh, the names of those who passed um, here in El Paso. Um, sadly, we don't have the names yet of the two last uh, folks that we just learned about, but um, fellow Salinas, Wisconsin. Jordan Anchondo, Andre Anchondo, Arturo Benavides, Mario de Alva, Jessica Coca Garcia, Memo Garcia, Jorge Calvillo Garcia, Elsa Mendoza de la Mora, Gloria Irma Marquez, Maria Eugenia Lugareta Profe, Ivan Filiberto Manzano, Angie Inglesby, Leo Campos, Maribel Hernandez, Adolfo Ceros Hernandez, Sarita Esther Regalado, Javier Amir Rodriguez, Juan Velasquez, David Johnson, Marcelo Eberard, victim 21 and victim 22. Thank you. Um, our next speaker um, comes from a community who has suffered oppression like many communities for so many years. Um, this organization has been a true ally year in and year out. Uh, we actually traveled, they traveled with us to Washington, D.C. to lobby on behalf of immigration reform and to defend um, the DACA recipients and the dreamers that we have among us today. Please welcome the chair of the board of the JCRC of the Milwaukee Jewish Federation, Ms. Ann Jacobs. Good evening. My name is Ann Jacobs. I am the chair of the Milwaukee Jewish Community Relations Council. And we represent the voice of the Milwaukee Jewish community on issues of public affairs and public policy. We work with many of the partners that 
um, you see assembled here this evening throughout our community uh, to fight hatred, bigotry, anti-Semitism, and discrimination. In Judaism, when death comes to a family, the family begins grieving their departed by spending seven days in mourning, and the community comes to visit them. And they pray, they offer support, they offer love, usually a baked good or two. But when tragedies and death come to us all as a larger community, we also wish to come together to mourn. We also want to be a part of that and to join together. But with 250 plus mass shootings this year alone, we haven't had time to mourn. We've gone from tragedy to tragedy to tragedy. There has not been a break. Instead, we find ourselves in a cycle of shootings and death, of orphans, of widows. It is a relentless cycle of devastation. And it's not as if we don't know what it is that's fomenting this, right? I mean, we know that violent language leads to violent actions. And we know that when leaders use the language of violence, when they turn our friends, our families into the other, with images of invasions and insects and disease, we know violent language like that brings violent actions. And so, when we have people who have hateful motivations, who have grudges and delusions of invaders, who have easy access to guns that are capable of killing dozens in mere seconds, we know how they interpret those hateful statements. They use them to justify and even glorify their killing. And we are no longer surprised. Sadly, I, I worry we are almost resigned. We are almost resigned to the carnage, which is what follows. So there is, at times like this, at vigils like this, which I have attended far too many of, a feeling of despair. What, what can we do? There's nothing we can do, right? We're just going to wring our hands. But I don't think that's why we are here tonight. I would say, as Rabbi Alan Liu wrote, the great journey of transformation begins with the acknowledgement that we need to make it. So we must begin the process of transforming. We have to decide what kind of community we would like to be. We have to stand strong, not only against overt hate, but also against those who would excuse it because, you know, they got a tax cut. Or those who say, it's okay to excuse the rhetoric that signals out the immigrant because, you know, there's just fewer regulations. So we need to start having uncomfortable conversations, inconvenient conversations. We have to talk to the people around us who are saying these things and let them know that the violence that comes from this hate is no longer tolerated in our community. That and we also need to state out loud that the unfettered and unchecked access to guns is a cancer on our community and our nation and that we expect them to reject it as well. Because as Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, Heschel wrote, in a free society, only some may be guilty, but all are responsible. So, as we stand together in grief, in mourning, let us claim our path. We will build together a future of love, of unity, of safety, of a community that stands strong against hate, the community we want to live in. And we will have a new prayer, a set of thoughts and prayers. 
inspired by the words of a 17th century Rabbi Yehuda HaFasid, we will build the future we want from the broken fragments of our hearts. Amen. Our next guest, like so many of the folks here, um, had to change around her schedule literally at the last minute. We didn't reach out to any of our elected officials. We weren't able to till this morning. Um, I can tell you, I've seen her time and time again uh, battling on the hill, on the floor for human dignity. In fact, the first time we ever met was on the floor when we were fighting to keep Regina Bacala, a woman who fled the Congo after being assaulted multiple times and targeted for death in this country because some people wanted to send her back. And for that, she's here, she's alive with two beautiful kids. And for that, I want to say thank you, Congresswoman. Ladies and gentlemen, Congresswoman Kuhn. on the anniversary of the this, this Sikh temple shooting. I, I think about this all the time. I mean, I'm not a Sikh, so I, I wasn't going to get killed that day. You know, I, 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 you know I'm not gay, so I, I wasn't in Orlando at the club. But I mean, you can't go to the garlic festival, you can't go to the synagogue, you can't go to the church. We are all in danger right now. And let's just keep it real. I'm so glad we're not here having moments of silence here. And I, 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 as a member of Congress, I feel that somehow I have failed all of you all. We know what the problem is. We need to get rid of these weapons of mass destruction. We need to outlaw and ban these weapons. Figure out how to let them up. We need to get rid of these extended magazines. 22 people dead in 30 seconds? 42 rounds. We need to limit ammunition. Bump stops. Now we sent a bill. I voted on a bill. I promise you all. I voted on a bill to make us more secure. It wasn't perfect. But I work on these bills. I've worked on a bill similar to what the governor is talking about. To really be able to collect a gun from anyone who's been accused of domestic violence, we know from research, and, you, and, and Mr. DA, that people who have been engaged in domestic violence, somehow, this is part of the profile of these mass shooters, that we, are, we should be able to collect guns when people are at risk, and some, and, 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 80% of all of our citizens believe in some sensible background check. Just common sense stuff, people. Here's a poem that I wrote when they asked me in Congress to once again stand up, be quiet for one of them moments of silence. I just couldn't do it, y'all. I didn't want to embarrass y'all, but I just couldn't do it. And instead, I read this poem on the floor. No more moments of silence about the scourge of gun violence. No more deflecting fault to the mentally ill for these mass assaults. Point the finger of blame and name our leaders' lingering lack of political will to vote on a bill to keep the flood of these weapons of mass destruction from the hands of terrorist corruption. Why is the priority of our, our elected leaders to provide the rich with benefits through tax law rather than to reveal the flaws in our gun background check laws? How ironic if you're sick, you can't buy a cough tonic, but quite moronic that someone with motives obscene can buy an AR-15. 
The NRA is incensed by a demand for a vote, although 90% of the public thinks reforms make sense. No more dallying, no more carrying, no more moments of silence. May the screams of the victims of Oak Creek, may the screams of the victims of El Paso, may the screams of the victims of Gilroy, may the screams of the victims of this violence give our leaders the people's guidance. Thank you and God bless all of you. Thank you, Congresswoman Moore. You know, raise your hand if you have a child or if you have a grandchild who's going to be going to school here later in August or September. I have two. And when I was shopping or looking at the advertisements at the go to school specials, you cannot believe my surprise and that of my wife. Where is she, Angela? And she's back there, rock. Without her, I'm nothing, and I do none of this, so thank you, my love. But our shock when we saw that for $124.99, you can buy a bulletproof backpack for a youth. For $199.99, you can get the adult size. What does that say about society when we see some elected leaders saying we need to put more guns in schools, not less. No way. No. So think about that, please. Next, um, we want to go ahead and once again, somebody I see at event and event, uh, somebody who's engaged at the grassroots level across um, all of southeastern Wisconsin, uh, Reverend Kevin Sturt, NAACP Milwaukee Branch. It is good and a privilege and a pleasure to be with you all here tonight. And we stand in agreement with everything that has been said. We look forward to everything that will be done. And we will be there with you and everyone. But here's what I want to say tonight. Thank you for being here. You help my heart. You help my heart. I'm reading the sign, In the Hate. I don't know if we'll get to In the Hate, but I believe from the depth of my being that love will win. And we need to love together. If I've learned anything in my life, I can't go this journey, this life alone. So you help my heart by being here. Your hearts are troubled. Mine are troubled. But we hope, and we work, and we pray, and we reflect. And so I offer the words as a prayer, as a reflection. The words written by another, the words are, the prayer is. And the memories that haunt us, the anxieties that perplex us, the fears that stifle us, and the frustration of all the pain that weaves about within us. Lord, help us to see your peace in our turmoil, your compassion in our weakness, and your love in our need. Touch us, Lord, with your healing power and strength. Thank you. Thank you. I'd now like to uh, invite up uh, another representative of the Sikh Temple to read some names uh, or to read and share the names of those lost uh, in Elk Creek seven years ago today. Good evening, Elk. Satsrikal, Namaste, Salam, Shalom. Greetings. Uh, this evening, I, this evening I went to go to the Sikh Temple and I saw Kamal Kaur there. Kamal Kaur lost her father that day and she would like to read the names of the six people who we lost at the Sikh temple that day. Sita Singh, Ranjit Singh, Paramjit Kaur, Satvant Singh Kalika, Prakash Singh, and Suvek Singh. 
Now I'd like to hand it over to the director of interfaith, Pradeep. Thank you, Zell. Um, I'm wearing a few different hats tonight. One of director of interfaith and one of the survivor of the Sikh Temple shooting. What I would like to do is I would like to have the entire Sikh community come uh, and stand behind me. Please. I would like to have Bhai Surjit Singh do our das. And when we do this adas, I would like to request that those that can hold hands, hold hands. The final words of the people that we lost that day were the words Vahiguru. Vahiguru is a call to connection. It is a call to connection with the divine, but it is also a call to connection with ourselves. When we understand this to happen, we understand that we are living in divided times. We need to have this call to connection while Vaisujit Singh does Adas. And I would like to have Tapla. You may say the words love, and you can close your eyes and you can meditate. You can say the word Vaheguru. You can say whatever words come to your mind that call you to connect. You can say connect while we do this Adas. Bonda ji satnam shri vahikuru vahikuru ardas ik omkar vahikuru ji ki fateh shri pagoti ji sahaye var shri pagoti ji ki padshahi dasmi pratham pagoti smarke guru nanak khileti aaye फिर अंगत गुरु ते अमरदास रामदास होए सहाय अर्जन हर गोविंदनो सिमरहु श्री हर राय श्री हर कृष्ण तिहाईए जिस रिठे सब दुख जाए तेक बहादुर सिमरया कर नोनिद आवे ताए सब थाई होए सहाय दशम पद शाह श्री गुरु गोविंद सिंह जी महाराज सब थाई होना जी सहाय दशम पद सैया दी जोत बाणी दे बोहित जगो जगटर सतगुरु तन तन गुरु ग्रंथ साहिब महाराज जी दे पाठ दर्शन दे दर दा त्यंतर बोलो जी हे निमाणिया दे मान सतगुरु नितानिया दे ता नियोटे दी ओठ नियास दे आसरा गुरु गरीब निवाज गुरु पिता परमेश्वर तन तन गुरु ग्रंथ साहिब महाराज सतगुरु आप जी दे चरणा कमल विखे अरदास बेनती चौधरी पातशाह जी जो आप जी दे पावन हुकम अनुसार जे हाचरी लिखिया ते हुकम कमाए कल्ले आवे नानक सदे उठी जाए जे महाबाक अनुसार सतगुरु जी जो के टैक्सस विखे होयो विखे सतगुरु जो आप जी दे बख्शीस वसपुंज अनुसार माई भाई सतगुरु जी पूरे हो गए सन हंग गरीब निवास तिना दी बिछड़ियां रुमा दी सतगुरु जी अरदास बेनती जोदड़ी पातशाह जी कृपा करनी रहमत करनी बिछड़ियां रूहों नु सदीवी अपने चरणा दे विच निवास बख्शिश करना सतगुरु जी पीछे समूह परिवार नु पाना मनन दा बल बख्शिश करना सबना दे परिवार वि सुख बख्शिश करना पासे समूचे संसार दे विच अमन शांति सतगुरु चढ़दी कला बख्शिश करनी सबे जी संभाल अपनी मेहर कर अन पानी मुच पाए दालत पंत सतगुरु जी सबना दे परिवार वि सुख शांति नामदान कुर्सी की जेवन चढ़ती कला बख्शी करने सतगुरु जी सरबत दे काज रस करना पुरजुक बख्श लेना सुख होवे नाम चित आवे नानक नाम चढ़ती कला तेरे पाणे सरबत वाहे गुरु जी का खालसा वाहे गुरु जी की फतेह बोले सोनिहार वाहे गुरु जी का खालसा वाहे गुरु जी की फतेह Thank you. Thank you. I would now like the faith community to also flank us and just come join us in the back over here. If you are past, present, if you're part of Interfaith, if you're part of Micah, please come surround us. This is my seven-year-old son. Well, six, yeah, that'll be seven.
he was in his mom's belly um, when the shooting happened. This morning he woke up and he was talking to a neighbor and the neighbor was talking about the shooting that happened on August 5th, 2012. And he, his brother, have never met their grandfather. But yet they speak about him like he's a friend. And I can't help but to know that there's something spiritual that exists and persists in our culture. And we are, we are here for sad reasons. We are in despair. We are tired. I am personally tired. But I know that day and I remember that day that people had a choice to make. And when people had this choice, they could have gone home and they could have relaxed after that Sunday prayer. But once people got out of that synagogue, that mosque, the masjid, the mandir, the church, wherever they go to pray, wherever they go to find openness, when they heard about the news that happened on August 5th, 2012, they came to the Gurdwara. And just as we're praying today, and we're healing together as a family, we heal together that day. And that day, since that day, people have not stopped coming. So even though we are tired and we are weary, and we're sick of the reasons why we are gathering, we are strengthened in our resolve. And we need to be, continue to be strengthened in our resolve. The words that Bhaisatinder Singh said, the Adas, at the end he said, Nanak Nam Chardikala Tere Bane Sarvata These words are said after every single prayer before we leave the Gulwara. What those words translate to are, for the peace and prosperity of all mankind, we shall be relentlessly optimistic. For the peace and prosperity of all mankind, we shall be relentlessly optimistic. Thank you. We all thank you for coming out today. We don't heal. We don't heal by ourselves. We don't regulate or self-regulate. We co-regulate. And this is our family. This is. We continue to show up to these things. Make a promise. And I and I and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I think that there might be something else looming. There might be some other trouble. But if we if we continue to stay together and be united against division, we can we can win this battle, and we can win this battle with love. I thank the faith leaders, I thank, I thank our community, the Sikh Temple of Wisconsin, I thank you all for showing up and continuing to show up uh, on really maybe 12 hour notice. And I thank the man that really helped make this happen tonight. From yesterday we got out of an event. And uh, we were doing a couple plays called Raghead and American Story. The day before that, we had a uh, cultural event in Oak Creek. The day before that, we were at a peer recovery conference. And really, as we schedule our time and say, you know what, Sunday I can celebrate, or I can, I can rest, this man came forward and said, no, I can't rest. I need to organize. And I, I need to continuously organize. And this man really made this coalition happen tonight. So I am honored to be able to call him a friend and a brother. But please come to the stage and offer, offer your words, Daryl. Um, let me just say, um, this couldn't have been possible with our party Kalika. Um, Pardeep and his family suffered tremendous loss seven years ago today as well. And where that would have lidden, driven a lot of individuals to anger, and from anger to hate, and from hate to rage, he chose to open his heart and listen and engage and he's changing the world, this man. Can we please put our hands together? Pretty, pretty.
and he has created, in addition to Interfaith Conference of Greater Milwaukee, where he's executive director, in addition to his week at the Sikh Temple, him and a gentleman who's a self-proclaimed, reformed, past, way in the past, white supremacist. And he's here, Arno. Where are you, Arno? God bless you, my friend. They started an organization called Serve to Unite, and they travel the globe teaching love, not hate. So to both of you, I say thank you. Before I go into my closing remarks, real first, I want to acknowledge some people who really helped put this together. Um, Vanessa Yanas from Senator Tammy Baldwin's office. Where are you, Vanessa? Please thank the senator. Tell her to keep up the good fight. We have her back. Like the congresswoman, we are there. We're ready to go to D.C. We're ready to get into it. Alderman Jose Perez, where are you? Once again, right back here. Thank you, Alderman. Helping to arrange for all this as well as State Representative Joe Castazamaripa. Where are you? Thank you. For those of you who know me, yes, I can be a serious kind of guy, but at times I can be loud. And I have to tell you what a struggle it's been this evening because this is a vigil. And I want to be respectful. And I want to be reverent. But how much longer are we going to let this administration call fellow human beings rodents? No. Murderers! No. That they're an infestation! We cannot let that continue. All the vigils in the world, sadly, will not change that. So as we've heard time and time again here, we need you. There's no good to rage. We need you, like our good friends here, to engage. Go to these websites. Go to foreignlatino.org, etc. It's not just about Latinos. It's about human dignity and respecting one another. There used to be a time that regardless of your politics, regardless of your religion, regardless of where you were from, we could all agree this was the floor and we did not dare go below the floor. Now every day in the nightly news, we're going deeper and deeper and deeper. It's time for all of us to climb out of that hole, stand up tall, and defend human dignity. It belongs to all of us. It's a gift from the Lord to all of us. And no one man, no political party has the right to take that away from anyone.